Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark River, and with me again is Stanford Clark. Hi, everyone. And today, our guest co-host is Tim Costello. Hey, howdy, hey, everyone. This podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each new episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion. Yeah, so like Tim just said, this is our AF News Edition episode, so we're going to be talking to you about all of the latest goings on within the animation world. I have a bunch of reviews to talk with you guys about today, and a bunch of news as well, and a, a few trailers, and then we'll get to our recommendations. So with that, we'll be back in a few seconds, starting off with our reviews for the week. with our new releases for the week. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Drama Stilton going down to Chinatown and other adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment One just released this on DVD recently. They, I had gotten another DVD in this this cartoon series. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a different kind of show. Uh, it, it's based on a... I want to say it's based on a comic book, I think. And... And basically, you know, it, it feels like in the same vein as like, you know, like the, the Babar cartoon or like kind of like Tailspin and stuff like that. It's like that kind of mentality to it. Have you guys ever watched this at all? No. You know, I've never I, heard of it. I think it's um, Italian. Yeah. I, th- I think. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's based on an Italian comic. Comic, yeah, yeah. or... Right, or children's book series or something, right? Yeah, you know, the anthropomorphized animals wearing clothes. <laughs> Which we'll get to something about that later, much later in the show, another show with that. But yeah, it, it's got a kind of interesting, I don't know, like, feel to it. It's, it's a little bit better than the first one that they sent me before. Uh, my son enjoyed watching it, so, I mean, if they offer to send me another one, I'll check that out again for him too but i don't know i mean maybe it's it's not really aimed i guess it's i mean it does say ages six plus on the back so well mark is this produced by is it scholastic i think uh Uh, it's produced by atlantica entertainment with uh rye fiction okay and then it's distributed by entertainment one so okay i just wondered if if these are also more uh education Based, you know, uh, yeah, again for the younger set. Just, just looking at it, it, it definitely looks like a kind of a bad bar style, like a yeah, absolutely. Like, a, like Mark said, it, it def- he even has the same color scheme. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, it looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> so just give me the the traditional bad bar for my suit. That's what oh, I want. Oh yeah, that would be the best, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah and it's good to wear on Christmas time as well. So. <laughs> but uh, so true. the next one is uh, a film from Disney that I'd always assumed that I had seen the entire movie, but apparently I hadn't. 
because I guess I had just seen a bunch of like the songs from it on those old Disney sing-along VHS that they released like in multiple volumes. Did you guys have those when you were growing up too? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, I guess that's where I saw most of bed knobs and broomsticks. Because when I was growing up, my grand, my grandmother would, would buy us like each new Disney VHS as it came out. I think this was one that just for some, some reason or other got skipped over. But I really enjoyed it. It's the the two-hour version of the film, because I know there's a few different versions of this going going around. There's an edited version that thinks it's only about 90 minutes, and then there's like a really long Yeah, version. there's a super long version. <laughs> They're almost So, so we got another or... Pete's, Pete's Dragon fiasco on our hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny though is like some of the bonus features on here are, were obviously made for the the DVD that came out a few years ago because it's hosted by one of the the kids that was on Wizards of Waverly Place, <laughs> and they're like talking oh, okay. about Wizards as like it's like a current show that's on at that time, yeah, time and place. That's funny. But what was kind of cool about that though is it talks about like uh, how they did the you know the special effects for the film with. Uh, is it kind of along the same lines with the yeah. uh, the special effects from Mary Poppins? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. There's a there's a special name for it, and it's right on the tip of my tongue right now. And my son just said it the other day. Do do either of you know what it is? The to... kind of effects that they used to make the film. Yeah, instead of the green screen, it was. Uh... Hold on, let me look it up really quick. And while you're looking that up, I remember when I was a kid, I would always get a, this movie confused with a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because because the tones are very similar. Yeah. So, because I, I remember wanting to watch Brent Ops and Bruce Dick, like, oh, yeah, Bert from, from Mary Poppins is in that movie. But it, it, well, that it does have somebody from Mary Poppins, just. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. The dad, yeah. <laughs> <Mr. Yeah. Banks. laughs> David Tomlinson. David Tomlinson. I, I do I do remember about this movie that the uh, that the um, you know to borrow a word that the the Lion King haha um, what all looked very similar to the design that King Richard had in Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh yeah. King Leonidas, I believe, is that character's name. Is that right? Not to, not to be confused with uh, Gerard Butler and 300. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the yeah the special effects that were used in Ben Nubs and Broomsticks that they talk about in that Wizards of Waverly Place uh, hosted bonus feature was, uh, like I said, from like an older DVD version of this that came out, I think, a few years ago. But it talks about the sodium screen use that they did which is you know the the precursor to eventually green screen and, and blue screen and it was cool they they actually show how they they use that and how they they did all the animations for like the like the sparkle effects and stuff like that and, and how and it, it, they show also like how they had the human characters interacting with the animated characters later in the film too so it's cool to see that i wish that like they'd have like a, they would have had like a more intuitive bonus feature like that like on the Mary Poppins and Pete's Dragon Blu-rays that came out recently too, because it's cool to see the the older way of doing the visual effects when we didn't have computers to help us out with it, and now they had to kind of I guess be a little bit more creative in the way to to come up with a way to to show these you know 
fantastical kind of things on the screen. Well, they've got in this film they've got the anim that animated sequence, and then also, as I recall, there's that big kind of battle sequence near the end uh, yeah. where, which would re have required a lot of, at least a lot of wires, and I don't know if they were using puppets or. Oh yeah, you know. I guess with, yeah they show some with that too. I get they had shorter, they had dwarfs inside these suits of armor that were like specially rigged, so like the, uh, like the helmets were like you know sitting on them in a way that you couldn't see. How interesting. And then okay. they were just basically walking around blind, I guess. Uh, and they were doing that. But, yeah, and I'm not sure a lot of it was, like, you know, the, the really fine piano wire. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure nowadays they took out maybe some of the wire so that it looked looked better than it might have when the first film yeah. first came out. Uh, and there's a good Sherman Brothers bonus feature on there, too. It actually has both Richard and Robert on there, too, because it was before... Uh, Obviously, Robert passed away because they were they started working on Bedknobs number six before Mary Poppins came out. Because I guess while while he was trying to get the rights for Mary Poppins, he started working on this film because it was another film with it with a woman that was watching children that had magical powers. So interesting. So they were kind of they were and based this. on a group of books too. Yeah, so they developed this first, and then uh, and uh, and like we've said, it has as. The same actor in it as well, so uh, so it's, it's just kind of funny, like the the connections that Bedknobs and Broomsticks and and Mary Poppins share. So I thought that was pretty cool too. And then it's got all the deleted and extended songs on here as well. So if you have seen the super extended version of the movie, they're not in like the the edit of the film, but they're attached as you know as bonus features. Including the deleted song, A Step in the Right Direction. And then there's eight other deleted and extended scenes. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff on here as well. So, Wow, so they've put a lot of stuff on. Yeah, on I mean, none round. of it is new stuff. It was all stuff that they had sure. put on that DVD that came out a few years ago. But I mean, at least it didn't get the, the Lilo and Stitch and uh, Emperor's New Groove Blu-ray treatment. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm still... I think that's weird that they didn't put anything on those at all. But, especially since the DVDs that come with those have all those bonus features on them. So, it's I, weird. Know. I don't know. Uh, the, the next one we're going to be talking about is Disney's Hercules that finally got a Blu-ray release. Uh, I had never actually bought this on DVD, and then at a certain point, I figured I'm just going to wait for the Blu-ray. And... Which which was a good idea because this Blu-ray has all the stuff that that DVD had on it, <laughs> so <laughs> nothing new again. But this is one of the the, the underrated uh, Disney movies that I feel it's directed by John Musker and Ron Clements. You know, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, uh, amongst other things. So, uh, oh, Princess and the Frog. So, what what do you guys think about Hercules? Do you enjoy the film too? I love Hercules. Hercules is said. Like you said, Mark, it's just such an underrated part of the of the Disney Renaissance. That and the next uh, the next movie that that you're, that you're going to review here, um, I, I really like it. I've I've always really liked it. I've always liked the songs. I mean, I, I listened to uh, Go the Distance a ton yeah. after uh, after that movie. So yeah, I really love Hercules, and I, I definitely believe it's underrated. Definitely, and, and that actually was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song in 1997 too. So I mean. Yeah. I, actually, when I popped the Blu-ray and the first thing when I got it, I 
I went to the chapters and I went to that part of the movie to watch it first. So nice. How about you, Stanford? I like Hercules a lot too. I, I think, uh, you know, fun story, uh, great, great voice cast. I, I, I love the art and, uh, you know, it was based on, I guess, well, they brought in, um, Gerard, Gerard uh, Scarf. I'm saying, I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong, but he he's that artist and animator who who did the animation for Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and so it has, and he also has done a lot of cartoons for the New Yorker magazine and stuff. He, it, so it really had, I thought, kind of an edge to it, but it was but it was refreshing and and. Uh, it's great to look at and, and uh, really fun. I, I'm excited to check it out. I, you know, mine just my copy of it arrived yesterday, That's so I, I'm, I'm stoked to check it out on Blu-ray. I have the DVD too, but it'll be nice to see um, the HD transfer. Yeah, it was nice. It came with a DVD and a digital copy too, so it'll be on your Disney movie movies anywhere's anywhere's anywhere. App. Yeah. Uh, and what was cool about that when I was putting it's all the like, updated app, the Disney movies anywhere's. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's for people from, you know, like the Bronx, that's for them. Uh, but yeah, what was cool though is like how much easier it is when you put in the codes in Disney Movie Rewards now for these is that I didn't have to go to iTunes after and then put in for the yeah. digital copy. I did yeah, that so and I, I just wanted to see if it would do that. I wasn't sure that it was automatically going to do that. I opened up my Apple TV and uh, had added all, all the Disney movies that I, I had put in for my Disney movie rewards points the other day and i was like oh nice i don't have to do that yeah it, 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 it's such a like just on this disney movies anywhere tangent it's such a very convenient service i really love this new new edition that they've added because you know when you because that's the first thing i do when i get a, a disney dvd or blu-ray i i enter the disney movie rewards points <laughs> before i watch the movie and it's nice that you know when they come with a digital copy that it just automatically just sticks it on there for you so you don't have to do anything yeah, so, so yeah. Soon. and out of the this disney uh hall that came out this week of of all of their blu-rays the only one that didn't have a digital copy was the the double feature blu-ray of ichabod and mr toad and yep. fancy free which those actually have like uh, copies that you can buy on you iTunes. Buy yeah, 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 so digital yeah. copies of them, but they're not. Yeah, digital download wasn't part of the packaging. Yeah, uh, and Hercules. Uh, it only has a few bonus features on there. There's from Zero to Hero sing along. There's the Ricky Martin music video and Spanish version of Go the Distance. Uh, so, so you, you can definitely tell us it was from 1997. Old school. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so weird too. <laughs> And then the making of Hercules, so which and that's nice that that's included too. I mean, it's not super intensive, but it's uh, a better making of than the the making of Frozen. <laughs> so, which was just talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the next one, like you were, you kind of spoke on this a little bit. It, another underrated Disney film from the Renaissance is Tarzan. Uh, Remember our friend Ralph when he talked about this a few times, he kind of wished that they'd done a 3D re-release for this too, which I think that would have looked cool. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I can't remember the the name of it right now. The the effect that they started using with this with the, deep the canvas. yeah deep canvas, yeah. where they would like paint the scenes on the digital the CG backgrounds, uh, and it, they've really there's really intensive kind of bonus features about like all of the making 
of like, the scenes like that in the film on this as well. And I think that it's like about an hour long at most with like all that stuff like, going into like wow. the making of and like the research they did for the movie and just about the character of of Tarzan to begin with. And and like we said, speaking of Frozen, this was co-directed by Chris Buck, who would go on to co-direct Frozen. Uh, so, and then, you know, everybody's weird theories about Tarzan's parents actually being Anna and Elsa's parents, even though they don't look... Unless we talk about the... About yeah, that, the they don't even, like, they don't even look <laughs> similar to the characters that are in that film, so... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I'm sure if it was, like, co-directed by the same guy, he would he would make sure that if he wanted that to actually be a thing, that the parents in Frozen looked way more like the characters that had already shown up in Tarzan about yeah. 15 years earlier, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then this has another film with a great soundtrack, the the Phil Collins songs in there. Awesome soundtrack. Awesome yeah. soundtrack. And Disney's first foray into Edgar Rice Burroughs adaptations. This one went a little bit better for them than the one after that, which 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 was a good film. It just did far. Uh, which one was that? John Carter. John Carter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How could I forget? Yeah, but speaking of like the like the making of bonus features besides that, there's deleted scenes. Like I said, there's a research trip to Africa on here. The making of the music, uh, "You'll Be My Heart" music video performed by Phil Collins, and then there's a Disneypedia, "Living in the Jungle," which is more of like a thing for for kids to check out. And and this one also has a digital copy and DVD too. So worth checking that out too. And I definitely want I definitely want this on Blu-ray. Yeah, because yeah. I looked, it I have fantastic. it I have it on my Apple TV, but. Uh, I really want to see how this looks in, in high definition. Yeah, yeah I'm Her- stoked to watch it. Hercules and Tarzan look look really, really great in in HD. It's all, I mean, sure, sure. All, all the Disney animated films look fantastic in, in HD, but these these two especially, just because of like the kind of colors they use for those two films, it gives like a kind of extra pop to it. So, uh, The next one, I hadn't seen this before. It was actually, I think, on on TV recently on, on the Disney channel, uh, watch app. Uh, it was the Mickey as the other Disney adaptation of the three Musketeers that didn't star Charlie, uh, Charlie, Char- Sheen. yeah, Charlie Sheen or Kiefer Sutherland or Oliver <laughs> Platt. Uh, but Chris Mickey, O'Donnell, Chris O'Donnell. Oh yeah. Chris O'Donnell, him. Robin, <laughs> uh, Mickey, Donald and Goofy are the three Musketeers in this. And, they do an audio commentary on the Blu-ray. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy do? Yeah, Mickey, the characters so Mickey, awesome. Donald, and Goofy do a commentary. Oh, that's fun. Was this a special feature? It, it sounds like it would be fun, but it kind of actually gets a little bit annoying while you're watching. How does that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it gets annoying. I think it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, too, because it's like a weird fourth wall kind of thing with like them oh, talking about shooting yeah. the film. <laughs> When I, I mean, it's interesting to watch. I don't know. The, I mean, it, it's worth watching once like that, I guess. But I don't know. After a while, it did kind <laughs> Not of, a lot of get kind of grating. Uh, was, was that commentary a special feature on the DVD release, or is this a new thing? I think so. All, all these, it doesn't say any of these are, are new bonus features, so I'm pretty sure they're all okay. like on the original DVD release, too. Uh, or actually, wait, there is one new one. It's uh, Get Up and Dance, Be 
stout-hearted and danced the song all for one from the movie. That is the price of the whole movie right there. Yeah. Uh, then there's deleted scenes with commentary, not not with Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. Uh, and, <laughs> and then you learn why the scenes were deleted from the movie. Uh, sing-along songs, and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff on there too. And again, this has a DVD and a digital copy too. Uh, and this was uh, straight to DVD thing 10 years ago when it first came out. So I hadn't seen it in, until recently. I mean, it's it's decent. It's like an obviously it was made straight to DVD for a reason. Uh, it's kind of like in the same vein though as like the Prince and the Popper, like that kind of film. It would be cool though. I remember hearing like they were gonna make a a Mickey like like feature film like a year or two ago, and I don't know if that was just like mixed uh, interpretations like in the the news ether of like eventually these shorts that have been coming out like that being you know like misinterpreted into those but i I would still like to see you know like a a feature mickey film you know with an actual story where it's like mickey not like you know like not like in a setting or something like that you know what i mean yeah i i I definitely like a uh because i remember when i heard about that you know a few years ago i was really excited about what that what that could be would it be a cg film would it be a a hand-drawn animated film but i i I think it probably would have been a hand-drawn animated film but you know since uh winnie the pooh and princess and the frog didn't didn't do so well i think they probably put the stopper on that maybe yeah i mean we'll have more to talk about that stuff too later in the episode but yeah, uh, Stanford probably won't check it out because it's in the same vein for him as, as the the chief quality. Yeah, well, I watched. I remember watching it ten years ago, and I haven't you know I haven't watched it since. I didn't hate it, frankly, uh, which surprised that's me. That's cute. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was terrible, but yeah, you know me. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm so I'm not a big fan of uh, that group's work. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I mean that is the same time as like you know Cinderella two and three and yeah, Fox and the Hound two. This is uh, probably the only directed DVD movie that will get a single release. They're just going to yeah. cram the other ones in with the the classic movies. And yeah, speaking of that, uh, the next one double feature is actually kind of like a quadruple uh, or uh, quintuple a- feature. Uh, because it's got the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which, you know, would be Legend of Sleepy Hollow and The Wind in the Willows, and then Fun and Fancy Free, uh, Bongo, and Mickey and the Beanstalk, and then The Reluctant Dragon is also on there. So, and... It's like five movies for the price of one. Yeah, and there's, there's like, one version of, of this Blu-ray that's only Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad without Fun and Fancy Free. I don't, I don't know why they did that. That's kind of a, a weird thing. Yeah. Where they're I'm, like, people don't like fun and fancy free. You'll just let them buy a kebab and Mr. Toad by itself. Yeah, I don't know why they did that either, but still, it's it's cool. And it's I was I was so surprised that they put the Reluctant Dragon, yeah, uh, on the disc, and also that it's yeah, as a, a bonus Blu-ray. feature. Yeah, so as a bonus feature. Yeah, it's kind of giving it the slight, and it's yeah. not just the short; it's the whole movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we, and again, it's another one of the films. It was actually the the first one that they did with you know the animation interacting with with live action. It, it's a cool movie too because it kind of shows. It's yeah, in the it vein of cool. like showing how films are animated films are made and stuff too. So if, yeah, if you haven't ever seen the Reluctant Dragon, I would say definitely check it out. Check that yeah. out. Yeah. 
It's, uh, I think it's it's a period piece for sure, but it's it's cool. Uh, I'm glad if that is the only bonus feature on this. That I mean, that's still cool too. Uh, it's kind of like the the original original version of the Star Wars trilogy being bonus features on, on that one <laughs> set of Star Wars trilogy Blu or DVDs that came out yeah, yeah, about true. five or six years ago. Uh, but uh, what's what's nice about this though is that it's within those featurette films that Disney did, you know, in between Bambi and Cinderella. Uh, so hopefully that means they'll. I'm assuming they'll do the same thing where like. Like, like I've said before, they'll put Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros on a, on a Blu-ray together and then make Mind Music and Melody Time together on another one. Because, you know, they're, they're films that are, are like, just like these two, were alike in their concept surprised. of like multiple, like featurette kind of films. So, yeah. And it's great to have, have these in happened. HD too. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, I've, before some of these have just been split up and like where you can only watch like the one of the wills by itself or legend of sleepy hollow so it's cool for them to release this like the way they released them in theaters way back when so definitely suggest checking that out especially mickey and the beanstalk on fun and fancy free is it's one of my favorite things when i was growing up too so definitely pick that pick up the the three the 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 version that's got the two movies on it not just the ichabod and mr toad version so, because like we said, that way you get Reluctant Dragon too. Uh, and the next one came out as uh, Muppets Most Wanted. This came out as well. And again, uh, I consider puppets a form of animation because you're physically bringing something with the illusion of life. So that's that's my interpretation of animation. So. <laughs> hey, it works. <laughs> hey, it's the Muppets. All bets are off. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah and then. Uh, like I figured, it's not on this, but Party Central, it was in front of this. It was in theaters. Uh, so I'm assuming that'll get... Like, I, Since we know The Incredibles and uh, Ratatouille are getting those 3D re-releases soon, I'm assuming it'll be a, a bonus feature on one of the 3D Blu-rays for one of those, too. Because that'll be like the first new Blu-ray kind of that they're putting out. Kind of like what they did with Party Source Rex being on the, the 3D uh, Monsters, Inc. when that came out, so... But or, getting back to or they'll have a Monsters University TV special and release it on Blu-ray, and then they'll put go. it on there. I'm actually almost surprised that they didn't do a Monsters uh, Halloween special instead of a Toy Story Halloween special. Yeah, yeah, that just seemed like it would fit more. But maybe now that they they did the Halloween special for that and the Christmas one for Toy Story, maybe like next year they'll they'll pick like another franchise and maybe do stuff with that. But I think they'll probably stick with Cars and Toy Story for like these shorter like featurette things because those are the the two that yeah. sell like the most merchandise wise so those yeah. are the ones that they know have the, the biggest fan bases because i'm pretty sure we'll never get like bugs life tunes uh even though i, I love that yeah but uh stuff that's on the muppets blu-ray you get three versions of the movie on here there's the original theatrical cut extended version which is also called the unnecessarily extended edition and that's what she said and the Waldorf and Statler cut. And I, I, I saw that, uh, the Statler and Waldorf cut. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's on, on YouTube. It's only like three minutes long. <laughs> 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 it's so great. 
Yeah. It's 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 wonderful. I, I haven't I haven't seen the actual movie yet, so I'm yeah. my my Blu-ray is supposed to be coming in the mail tomorrow. So I'm really excited to finally sit down and watch this because I love the Muppets. I've always loved the Muppets. I I, I even love the the movie The Muppets. Yeah. And I really can't wait to watch this one. I've heard mixed things about it, so I'm interested to see how the, how it turns out. I've heard some people enjoyed this one more than the Muppets, the one with Jason Segel and Amy Adams. Yeah, 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 I've heard, I've heard that too, but I've also heard the opposite too. So me too. Yeah, reviews were mixed, but I, I thought it was really fun. I liked it. Yeah, I liked Sweet. it a lot too. I liked Constantine. I liked Ricky Gervais a lot, and then I thought Ty Burrell was pretty funny in the movie too. Sweet, I can't wait to see the badge joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah yeah the, the pairing right. of ty burrell and sam the eagle was pretty great in the movie that's that's so awesome that he got like a huge role in the movie because he's always like the side character yeah. saying you're all weirdos <laughs> and yeah. uh so i can't wait to see that he, he gets a good musical number with ty burrell too that's awesome so, so that, <laughs> uh, that's actually one of my favorite songs that's in the movie oh, uh funny yeah so the the bonus features on here like i said there's those three versions of the movie um, and there's the longer, longest blooper reel in Muppets history. Uh, if it, which, and it says if it was shorter, it wouldn't be as much fun. Uh, which, it's like nine minutes long. And about five minutes of that is Ricky Gervais laughing. <laughs> uh, which, is, which is funny. And you, get, you see uh, Walter doing his version of Ricky Gervais's laugh because he's making fun of it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff on there too. And then there's a uh, there there's a song about um, Constantine being number one and uh, Ricky Gervais is his number two. And there's a thing within in the bloopers that contextualizes that in a funny way. That's scooter scooters part of it too. So <laughs> I, I won't give it away, but it's funny when you watch the the blooper reel and, and get to the part. It's pretty funny. Uh, and, and yeah, so it was funny when the way that it's described on, on the actual Blu-ray is like that it had to be longer than the longest one on the Muppets Blu-ray. So that, that's why it's called the longer, longest blooper reel in Muppets history. And then the Rizzo's biggest fan, uh, someone with absolutely no personal connection to Rizzo, the rat has a special request for the director. And it's it's actually Rizzo uh, in, in disguise. <laughs> it's basically him asking for more screen time, uh, which... Which is funny because there's a joke about that in the in the movie too, which I thought was which I thought was really funny. Again, uh, Tim, if, since you haven't seen it, there's there's a part later in the film where Russo brings up a joke in that same sense. That's pretty funny. So nice. <laughs> you'll enjoy that too. And then there's "I'll Get You What You Want" music video uh, with instead of uh, Constantine, uh, it's Brett McKenzie, uh, you know, the musical genius of the film. Uh, he also wrote the, the music for the first film, and he's one half of Flight of the Concords. And his other half is actually in the film. In, he's in the film, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the gulag. Wow. Jermaine Clement is in the movie, too. So, uh, And what's funny is that actually Danny Trejo and Ricky Gervais both had cameos in the first movie that were deleted. So I'm, I'm sure Ricky Gervais is happy that his was deleted. Although I don't think the Muppets really would have cared had he had a cameo, and then he came and played a different character in this. Because, I mean, that's within, like, the Muppets world for that not really to matter. But I would definitely suggest picking this up. Uh, and this, this is updated today, too. It's got a DVD and also has a digital copy, too. And so that's 
the last of the Disney ones for a second. Uh, the next one that came out today was Batman Assault and Arkham from Warner Brothers. And this is based off of the universe from the Arkham Asylum video games that have been coming out. Uh, and this, I, I saw somebody call it Batman Cameo Edition uh, because Batman <laughs> Batman's kind of like a super side character in this where the, the story really centers around the Suicide Squad, which is uh, uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Killer Frost, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, and Black Spider. Uh, and it's a really great cast. John Carlos Pizzito does the voice again. Uh, he does the voice for Black Spider. Uh, John DiMaggio does the voice for for uh, King Shark. Uh, I'm not sure of the other ones, but I, I know it's not Tara Strong that does the voice for Harley Quinn in this one. It's, I believe it's somebody else. Uh, but Kevin Kevin Conroy, like I said, comes back for Batman. And I, I like the story. I thought it was cool. It takes place before all of those games. So it's kind of like a prequel to that. And I, I liked that it centered on... You know, this group of characters that's not necessarily the good guys, but it still made you care about, like, the the mission that they're going on during the film. And I would definitely say to, to check it out. Uh, have you guys, either of you gotten to see this yet? Or? No, I have I not gotten to see it yet, no. I, I want to, because I, I always make it a point to watch these DC animated movies, because, you know, as has been repeatedly said on this podcast, DC has been knocking it out of the park with their animated films, but their live-action films always leave something to be desired. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the other stuff that's on here for the, the bonus features that are exclusively on the Blu-ray uh, is Arkham Analyze, the secrets behind the Asylum feature, which is about 20 minutes long. It's a good, like, history of Arkham Asylum within the Batman universe. And then there's a commentary on the film as well with the, the director. Uh, and then there's also a sneak peek at the next animated movie, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which is kind of it's somewhat a sequel to the Justice League War movie that just came out, and it's also an origin film for uh, Aquaman too. So, And that that looks pretty cool. That, that bonus feature is about 10 minutes long as well, and it shows the the voice cast there for that, which which is pretty awesome. I'm, look it up on IMDb because it's pretty pretty great cast. Uh, and then there's the Joker's Queen, Harley Quinn's featurette. Uh, shows the, about like the creation of her for Batman the Animated Series with uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Timm creating her. And then, like they do in all the DC Universe films, they have four bonus cartoons that are kind of connected to this film in some way or another, and they range from like Young Justice to the Batman animated series to the Justice League animated series. So those are always fun to watch too. It's, the, none of them are in HD though, which is kind of weird. But if you're gonna put them on the Blu-ray, just put them out in there in HD. But the the next one, uh, staying with Warner Brothers, Young Justice just came out in Blu-ray today as well. Much like the other Warner Direct Blu-rays, it's just the season. There's no bonus features on this. But it is nice to have them available in HD. Uh, they are Netflix in HD, so if you don't want to pick it up right away, I mean, and you have Netflix, you can watch it that way. Uh, it will be nice when season two comes out as well, because that way you can own both seasons in HD. And this was this was a really great show. I finally just watched both seasons earlier this year with my, my son, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and it's, it's another Greg Wiseman show that was gone way before it should have been much like a spectacular spider-man and gargoyles so uh 
Are you you guys either you think you'll will be checking out Batman Assault in Arkham or Young Justice season one on Blu-ray? You know, probably not for me. Not that I'm against it by any means, because I agree the DC animation stuff's solid. I'm just probably not going to be watching it. But it's me, you know. But which might lead into our next one, Mark. You know me, because I just I just don't even take the time to watch. You know, all the all the, I don't binge watch Once Upon a Time either. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, season, season three. Uh, yeah, season season one and two are on Netflix right now. Season three is going to be on there on the twenty sixth. Uh, but yeah, season three comes out on the nineteenth. Yeah, the next two I'm going to be talking about come out on August nineteenth. Everything else came out uh, on August twelfth of this week. Uh, but yeah, season three comes out soon, and then the Blu-ray exclusives on there. There's Inside the Writers Room, which uh, which is I guess kind of supposed to be funny but it didn't really work out that way uh there's there's some nice uh kind of like easter eggs in there because uh eddie kittis and uh, adam horowitz both were writers on lost and water bottles that they're drinking out of are from oceanic airlines and dharma and they pull out the red phone because they need like a new villain for season four within this this bonus feature <laughs> Uh, and it's got the Dharma logo on there, and they they call and Carlton, is like he's just standing there. He's like, nope, I'm not picking up, I'm not helping them this time. <laughs> and there's a lost season four poster behind him. Uh, I was waiting because I was wondering if it was going to be Damon Lundelof or Carlton, but or both of them together. But it, it was funny to just to see him in there too, and I thought that was funny. And and it's funny to just pause it and kind of look in the background for like other stuff they did to be which was funnier than like the skit itself of like stuff they could do for like evil places or bad guys or or just bad places to go like there's the sarlacc pit was one of the things that was listed i thought that was funny so uh yeah if you if you get this then just pause that that inside the writer's room thing and just like look at some of like the stuff that's around the set that's pretty funny and they yeah, also... I, I like I like to pause when 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 they do these inside the writers room things. Oh, yeah. Like like there was an interview with Damon Lindelof like a few months ago where he was in his Disney office and you could just you know pause every five seconds yeah. for that and you just be amazed with all the stuff he's got because he's got an Iron Man buzz he's got a uh, piece of the hatch from Lost so yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think half the time they know that you're going to be doing that, so that's probably why they put all like those jokes and stuff on the board and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then the next thing that was on there was there's the deleted scenes from throughout the season. Uh, there's a wicked villain thing on there that's about nine minutes long and goes through talking about the villains on the show, like Captain Hook and Rumpelstiltskin and the Evil Queen. Uh, they talk about the Wicked Witch, but they don't actually talk about Peter Pan on the show because he was a bad guy in the Once Upon a Time universe. So I thought that was Weird. interesting. And then there's a bonus feature that talks about Ariel because they had Ariel on the show this this year and what went into casting and developing her for the show. Uh, there's about a minute and a half blooper reel. Uh, and then there's audio commentaries on about five episodes from the season. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, if if you're a fan of the show, I am. I, I enjoy it a lot. It's it's a fun show to watch, it, and it it's cool to see like how they use different characters within, you know, like the the fairy tale and just like I guess fiction and fantasy world in general, and some you know most of the time from Disney stuff as well, since they have the rights to use a lot of those. 
uh, it, it's it's a really fun show to watch, and I would suggest checking it out too. So, yeah, the the first two are on Netflix right now. Season three will be on there soon, but this Blu-ray also comes out the nineteenth. So check that out, and both of you need to check it out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these times, Mark, I'm gonna I'm just gonna you know schedule the time and get it done, and I'll I'll, I'll report to you. All, One of these uh, days. At least watch. Thank days. you for your patience. At me. least watch the pilot. Okay. Uh, and the, the next one also comes out on the nineteenth. It's Toy Story of Terror. Uh, Yay! Yeah. Yay! And this has vintage toy commercials, which is cool. The reason that they made these was since this was a TV special, there's commercial breaks in it. So there's a version you can watch it with these fake commercials they made for the vintage toys played where the oh, commercial cool. breaks would have been while you were watching it on TV. So, uh, And they all have audio commentaries for those. There's deleted scenes. Um, a team of specialists, which is pretty cool. It's like it's like uh, one of those like uh, day in the life at Pixar things that's on other Pixar Blu-rays. Uh, and you go with Angus McLean, who Stan forgot to meet at D23 last year. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of, <laughs> it's funny, he starts it off, he's like, just because I know you're going to notice it anyways, I have this huge zit right here on my neck, so just wanted to, to bring that up, and now we'll continue. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was fine. Uh, so, so that was cool. It shows like a day of like him working on, on Toy Story of Terror, what went into it. And then there's uh, small, all the other Toy Story tunes that have been released so far are on here too, with audio commentaries, Small Fry, Hawaiian Vacation, and Party Source Rex. The Parts of Rex one's funny. It's uh, Mark Walsh who directed that. Uh, he's doing the commentary uh, uh, allegedly during the rap party for Parts of Rex. So people that worked <laughs> on the film keep coming in and you hear like a party in the background. He's And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm recording the audio commentary for Parts of Rex. So <laughs> it's funny to watch that. Uh, and then the Small Fry one is cool too. Angus McLean directed that short as well. And again, Stanford picked up the toy for that which is pretty cool and got it autographed because uh, the little bus toy and that's pretty awesome uh, and the audio commentary for that is great too where he's just like all all the toys that were in that he came up with like ones that he'd actually want and he's like uh, Taekwondo in that actually looks a bit like Bambi's mom so he's like so maybe Bambi's mom didn't actually die she actually went and became a, a master of karate so I thought that was funny I like his little joke with that too but and then there's an auto commentary on Toy Story of Terror, of Terror itself. So, and you guys watched this when I was on TV last year, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and like all other Pixar films, it looks fantastic on Blu-ray. And, and it was nice that they added all of the Toy Story tunes on here. If you didn't have like the other Blu-rays that they released, that they were those other ones were included on. Plus, it's nice to have them all. On one thing, the other kind of like the the Cars tunes, Blu-ray that yeah. came out, or you know the shorts volumes that they released too. So that was nice that they released this, and happy that finally came out too. So yeah, that those are all of our at-home releases that came out recently. I just wanted to talk with you guys about Guardians of the Galaxy really quick. So Stanford, you go first, and then Tim, and then I'll talk about the movie as well. All right. Well, I absolutely loved Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. I it, I had so much fun. It, you know, I'm a big Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe junkie anyway, so I, I, I'm an easy sell. But 
it's it was it was just. I just smiled from start to finish. In fact, I think I kind of had an e- a headache from the end of the movie just because I was smiling and laughing so much. <laughs> I thought it had a perfect tone, uh, great performances from everybody, just absolutely terrific special effects. I saw it in IMAX 3D, which, nice. and then the 3D is is, is fantastic and uh, perfect soundtrack. You know, I just it was actually the, number one on the. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty awesome. On Billboard, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. And uh, just had a had an absolute blast. I can't wait, can't wait to go again. What did you guys think? Well, when they announced this at Comic Con a couple of years ago, I, I was really excited about it, and you know, I was really, really excited to see this movie. I mean, I was excited to, like you, Stanford. I am a huge Marvel Cinematic Universe junkie. When Marvel's Marvel Studios says they're going to make a film, I'm like, when and when's it going to come out? Because I'm just going to be there. I don't care what it is. I'm just going to be there. And saw the trailers. was very impressed. And a little trepidatious as it was getting closer to release time. But... I went and saw it, and I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. It was everything I could have hoped for for this movie and more. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite. I want to say it's one of my fa- my favorite Marvel Studios films that have come out recently. Um, it was it was just enjoyable. Smiled, laughed at all the right places. I mean, it was really a really funny film, which surprised me that it was that funny. Yeah. And I, I, just, I just loved it. I mean, Rocket Raccoon was spot on. Groot was spot on. Chris Pratt was wonderful. Um, there, there were some really surprised moments that even I knew they were coming in the movie. Like, I knew a certain character was going to show up halfway through. But even when he was there, I was totally floored. And I, I just loved this movie. And if you haven't seen this movie, um, go see it. If you've seen it, see it again. Because uh, it's it's definitely worth whatever, what however much you pay to see it. Because it's it's just a wonderful film, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. For sure. Uh, yeah, I've already I've seen it twice already too, and and you suck, Mark. <laughs> uh, I saw it in, in 3D the first time with my son, and then the second time I saw it in, with in 2D with my wife and my my son again, and it's just as awesome the the second time around. And like you're saying. Everybody was fantastic, and Dave, Bati- Dave Batista was surprisingly all hilarious in the movie. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was. And he he was the one that I was that I was uh, thinking. Okay, he's just gonna be you know the muscle because yeah. you know surprisingly very funny, and I really didn't expect that out of him because you know he's in he's not only in these muscle roles that he does and all his movies that he's done, but he was very very great. Yeah, I mean, like just with the stuff with like him with the metaphors and stuff like that. <laughs> I loved all that. And then why would I put my finger to his throat? Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't go over my head. I would catch it. My reflexes. Are <laughs> <just> <laughs> yeah, but yes, I mean, I loved it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they'll, they'll do with the a sequel to it as well. And I can't wait to to eventually get the the Blu-ray of it too. And, and uh, I. I mean, if you go to Marvel movie and you leave for the end of the credits, shame on you by now, because ten movies in, come on, people. Yeah, you should should definitely go and and check it out because it was fantastic and it's a nice uh, little nod to the first Marvel film that was ever released way back when. Uh, that's what I will say about that. But yeah, so that 
is our new release section for the week. Uh, I'll be back. We'll be back in a few seconds with our news section. So we'll see you then. Please, don't worry so much. Because in the end, none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky. When the stars are strung across the velvety night, and when a shooting star streaks through the blackness, turning night into day, make a wish. Think of me. And make your life spectacular. I know I did. All right, and we're back with our, our news for the week. Uh, I wanted to start it off with with this first, just so we can get the the somber stuff out of, out of the way. Tim's already tearing up, uh, and uh, but yeah, this, well, I mean, this guy would, would make a joke out of it. He's, I mean, there's a good quote from uh, from Dead Poets Society, uh, but. Unfortunately, uh, Ron Williams passed away on on Monday, uh, and unfortunately not of because of natural causes, but because of suicide. Uh, and like I know, all of us were upset about the news, so I'll let you, I'll let uh, Tune go, and then Stanford, and then I'll talk about it. Yeah, like when the news broke a couple a couple nights ago that, that yeah, we found out. Uh, yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, okay, and because you know when I first heard it, because uh, I just gotten off the phone with a family member. And I was like, okay, this is another celebrity hoax, you know, Adam Sandler's dead, yep, okay, it'll be debunked in five minutes. But it kept popping up everywhere, over all my friends' Facebook feeds, all over Twitter, and I was just like, wow, I I just, I I couldn't believe it. I I just couldn't believe it. And, you know, I, you know, because... This guy's been a part of, you know, everybody's childhood, you know, from Aladdin prolifically, um, his work on the uh, the Walter Cronkite, Robin Williams, uh, Back to Neverland, you know, thing. Yeah, at Disney World, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, his little shorts that he would do uh, for the genie, um, you know, Hook, Mrs. Doubtfire, Dead Poet Society, Birdcage, so many films. I mean, he was he was steadily acting from the eighties to like the eighties to the to the, almost the two thousands, and he still has like four more movies that are coming out that he did like before he died, which is crazy. And uh, no celebrity death had hit me like this one. You know, you hear all about you know this person passed, it's like oh that stinks, that stinks. But this, this just hurt my heart. It just, it was, I just could not believe it that this had happened. And not due to natural causes, like Mark said, but due to suicide and that he took his own life, which makes it all the more tragic. Because, you know, I was watching a movie of his yesterday, World's Greatest Dad, and, you know, there's a scene, I won't go into it, but it it really hit me. It's like, wow, this guy's really gone. And it just, because, you know, he was like your your grandpa that was always that was always there. He was always always there, no matter what happened. 
Robin Williams was always there. He was always making movies, always making you laugh. I mean, and it just, I, I just, I just didn't have any words. We definitely lost, lost a great one this week. For sure. Yeah, it's really, really sad, and doubly sad for me that it's a suicide. But just, uh, just as you were um, said so well, Tim. Just. He's been in so many movies, and and um, you know, I, it's really, yeah, it's 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 a bum deal, and and uh, sorry for his family and you know his friends, those people, those people who knew him, and it's been interesting to read the outpouring of of love that people have for him, and also just to read certain things about him that just show. Um, you know, I think he's probably quite a complicated person too, and and, and clearly having to deal with with a lot to get him to uh, to the point where um, he felt that was the only option for him. So anyway, yeah. sad deal, but grateful that we've got such good movies and 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 things to remember him by. And and, and I'm going to take some time over the next few days to watch some of my my uh, favorites. My my two favorites in particular of his films are Dead Poet Society and then, of course, uh, Aladdin, which is, which is, I think, probably my favorite Rob Williams movie but also, and also one of my favorite Disney movies, too. Yeah, and then, like both you guys said, I mean, uh, it's, like, the first kind of uh, sort of death that's actually, like, made me, like, actually cry. Uh, like, uh, you know, I've been upset, like, other people have died, like Mickey Rooney Corey Monteith, so on and so forth. Uh, or uh, Bob Hoskins. There's been a, James Gardner like this past, like this past year. Like, there's been a bunch of people. Uh, but yeah, like those first ones like really really affected me because I always knew that it was gonna suck. Like when my childhood hero started dying as I got older. <laughs> but yeah. I, I didn't think it was gonna you know like be this early. Obviously, since I mean it wasn't like we've said it was a natural cause. And I mean they released. The details, and I kind of wish they hadn't, because uh, yeah, so do I. So uh, yeah, so I wish. I. I was so bummed. I was on the radio, you know, I heard yeah. it in my car, and like, ah, I just wish yes. I had just turned it off. So if you don't know the full details yet, don't really go looking for it, because I don't know. I guess it'll make it even like worse. It, it, it'll just make you more more depressed. More depressed. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah, like that. I'm like, I guess if if anything, the good thing that came out of it is like that'll bring up people talking about depression and like talking to people that have it and make sure that those people know that they're not alone and that they can get help or just, you know, that everyone's there for them and that, you know, they don't need to feel like they're alone and whatnot. Cause you know, I've been, been down a lot, a lot, a lot of times, but I would never get, get to that point. But you know, and, and you, like you said, with how, how people have like loved him so much. Yeah. I can, I can only imagine how, much worse it is for his family going through it where where all these people that don't even know him or never met him in, in their life are all like heartbroken from from his passing that like we're so sad and and you know ups, upset about it that you know I mean, you have to imagine like what they're going through too so uh and then I saw like people were bullying his, his daughter Zelda like on social social media which, which isn't cool so, well, what was that about? Like, I don't know. They were just people being stupid. Uh, I don't 
which is what the internet is for apparently. But yeah, yeah. So like, I guess it's yeah, just like people should just leave them alone. I felt like I didn't even like want to like when I saw that she even had an Instagram. I didn't want to follow. You need it because I didn't want it to mad. to appear like you know. Oh, I'm just following you because your dad passed away. But but yeah, like like you guys said, like all my favorite movies, like Growing Up, he was in them. Uh, like you said, uh, and there's a bunch that are on Netflix right now. So like, if you haven't seen the Fisher King ever, that's a, a great film that he did with, uh, Terry Gilliam and Jeff Bridges. Uh, and, and he did a bunch of animated films too. Fern Gully, the happy feet films, uh, obviously a lot. Several roles in the happy feet films. Yeah. Yeah. Happy feet had two, two roles in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. And then, and he did multiple, he did a voice. I think he did a voice in like Pebble and the Penguin too. Uh, I think he did too. Yeah. Uh, I was right. looking at his filmography. And then, and then obviously the the opening to Mrs. Doubtfire that that was great too. <laughs> where he's doing <laughs> the voice. That Chuck Jones. Yeah. That was uh, so the, great. Of the bird, the cat, and and the old lady, and and that which is great. And I mean, and he just signed on to do the second one, which I would hope that they would not, you know, go ahead with that now. If if he's gone, don't. Yeah. Try to make the movie. But I'm looking forward to, you know, Night at the Museum 3 coming out. And I, the other films that I've heard that he's got going on seem like they'd be pretty cool. Uh, he does the voice of a dog in a film that's coming out. Uh, Simon Pegg's in. That sounds pretty cool. And then Merry Friggin' Merry Christmas. Merry Friggin' Christmas. Where yeah. He plays Joel McHale's dad. which That's like, so awesome. That's going to be pretty <laughs> great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all, all of that stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. Uh, so, oh, Captain, my Captain, uh, yeah, will be missed. Genie, you're free. But yeah, I, I guess to, to just to kind of because we have to segue. Uh, going from that, if you guys have a three D stuff out of yeah, the way, if you guys have a three D printer, we have some cool news for you. Or if you have access to a three D printer, uh, Matt Quest and I uh, have been developing this this fan art. Of Baymax from from Big Hero Six, so if you, it's on Thingiverse. We just uh, Stanford wrote up the article for us about it, uh, and then Matt just uh, edited together a time lapse video of when he was printing it, printing out our prototype for it. So you can check that out too. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really cool. It's a little Baymax waving to you on a little animation fascination platform. Uh, so yeah, it's free to download. It's it's fan art for you to. Do that. We're thinking about maybe doing some contests uh, related to um, Baymax fan art and looking into getting in, in touch with Disney as well as to maybe so we can get some prizes to give away to some people for those. So we hope you guys all enjoy that. It, it's kind of, I just thought it'd be cool for people to have a little Baymax that they could 3D print out just like Hero prints out, you know, 3D parts for for Baymax in the film. And I actually saw that they did a like a press day. I wasn't at it, but uh, somebody else posted a video that they had a 3D printer printing out uh, the little metallic uh, things that are coming after Hero and and Baymax in the the trailer. Oh yeah, those little microbots. Yes. So I thought that was cool that that they're actually using 3D printing within like kind of like the promotion for the film. So maybe maybe Disney will like that we're doing this. Matt and I called it fan art because we don't want to get in trouble. 
for you know you know like putting stuff out for people to check out but it, i mean it is fan art because it's it's not exactly you know to model of what he looks like in the film and we added like you know the af stuff but it's i think it'll be pretty cool to have like a little bit baymax on our desk if you want one and you have access to a 3d printer uh and yeah like with the contest that we wanted to do too so we might like print out some extras if you don't have access to one and then we'll send those out as like prizes to those people too so yeah check that out and going with the big hero stuff you guys can now pre-order the art of the big hero 6 book which comes out in october and Big Hero 6 is going to be opening the Tokyo International Film Festival. So, and isn't that cool? Yeah. That's perfect. I was so glad that they, I uh, don't know how that all worked, but it sounds like they entered or, you know, contact, Disney contacted them, and um, it's going to happen. What a perfect what a perfect place to yeah. uh, premiere the film. If, yeah. if, if San Francisco doesn't really exist, I guess. <laughs> The right. closest, closest well, thing you can do is either Tokyo or San Francisco. Or San Francisco, and they they went big. They went to Tokyo. Yeah. They're going to Tokyo. And well, I, I I almost assume that they'll do the you know the the premiere for the film in San Francisco. Yeah, that would make sense if they did it in San Francisco. That's going to be fun yeah. fun to see what they did. You know, I've um, just being the crazy fanboy that I am. I I follow a bunch of uh, Disney animators on you know Twitter and. As you've probably seen, they they wrapped. I think well, at least the animation. Yeah, the animation recently wrapped the other day, and their animation team shirts are pretty. Oh, awesome. they're so cool! So they they put some fun pictures out on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, uh, with uh, with this wrap stuff. I would assume there's still some effects, animation, and things to yeah. do, and editing and whatnot too. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then we're close. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, and the next thing that uh, Disney slash Marvel is doing is a Guardians of the Galaxy animated series is in development. And the Guardians have, you know, appeared sporadically already in animation with uh, first on Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, and then now they've also been on Avengers Assemble, Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't think I don't think they were in Hulk and Agents of Smash, but um, are are these Guardians going to be those Guardians from those episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble? I'm kind of assuming they will be, just because they've already kind of established that they're all like in that same kind of universe. Yeah. So I guess it'd be weird now to kind of make them closer to what what they are in in the movie. Uh, I mean, I guess they could gradually like gravitate towards that, but. Uh, because I'm assuming, because I don't know if they said it was going to be produced by Man of Action Studios, but right now Man of Action Studios does Avengers Assemble, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Hulk and Agents of Smash, and like all the voice characters are all done. So like Tony Stark shows up on Ultimate Spider-Man or Agents of Smash, it's Adrian Pastar doing it, and all of those are Drake Bell as Spider-Man and any, any of those three series. So I'm assuming the same people that have already been doing the voices for the Guardians in their appearances on these different series will probably just continue to, to do the as well. I mean, the, if anything, maybe they'll change, change the tone up a little bit more with that. Uh, I know, I remember in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, uh, Rocket actually had the Cockney accent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe he has it in the Avengers Assemble appearance or Ultimate Spider-Man, though. Uh, mm-hmm. But actually, you can download the first episode of Ultimate Spider-Man Season 3 right now 
for free on iTunes, and uh, it's Guardians uh, guest starring on Ultimate Spider-Man. Awesome. So, so go check that out on iTunes right now too. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, it's good that Guardians is doing so well for Marvel and Disney too, and that'll add to the the block of Marvel cartoons and Disney XD. So definitely looking forward to that too. And I guess you know what they could always do since they could always have this uh, team of Guardians meet like a alternate dimension version of the guardians that are closer to what just happened in the, in the film <laughs> that might be fun to do that too because uh because spider-man like we talked about spider-man's gonna be doing the spider-verse episode where he meets like all these different versions of spider-man in different multiverses so that's gonna open up these three shows to being able to you know do the multiverse kind of thing for the series which which will always be awesome uh yeah so i know i'm looking forward to that you two are probably looking forward to it too right yeah yeah. So another thing we're both looking forward to that also happens in a galaxy, but only far, far away, is Star Wars Rebels. They released the first seven minutes of the first movie thing that they're going to be putting out, which is the, kind of the pilot. Kind of kind of like what they did with Star Wars The Clone Wars when they did the, the feature film, only this film's going to be on, on Disney Channel when that premieres. And then they released another trailer that had Obi-Wan in it, which had me really excited because I'm like, and it's James Channel, uh, Taylor Arnold, who did the voice for Obi-Wan in The Clone Wars. So, that lead... The Clone Wars cartoons, those are canon, right? They said that... Yeah, yeah. Are, okay, yeah, cool. they're canon. So, that means Ahsoka exists still. And so, that also has me hopeful maybe Ahsoka... I don't I don't want... I'm not assuming she's going to be like a, you know, like a regular character, but maybe like she'll get one episode where like the main characters of Star Wars Rebels like run into her. She, You know, she's an adult or what and whatnot and and like kind of you know check in with her and see what happened to her after where we left off with her in the clone wars and you know after you know what happened to anakin and whatnot in between then it's kind of see like if she knows that and like how that affected her too i think that'd be re- like a really yeah, yeah, cool, cool episode but i i like this for seven minutes what did you guys think stanford and then tim i i like it it's it uh it, it was it was fun to see this uh, setting, you know, of it. Just so used to that Lucasfilm animation style done in, in all those Clone Wars yeah. settings and have this one uh, be set, you know, in between episode th- three and four. It, that immediately was noticeable. And, uh, you know, it looks, the, the setup looks interesting. Uh, given that I've, you know, written a few Star Wars Rebels articles for the site, I've been familiar with some of these characters. Yeah. So it was interesting to see them get introduced. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, see, see uh, uh, where, where they're going to, where, the, where they're going to fall in. So, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. Sure. This is a, this is a nitpick, but it's my, it's the same criticism I had with the Clone Wars stuff. I really am not a big fan of how Lucasfilm animation does, their faces. I just don't like the character design at all. Of the, of the, of the, the kind the of squared. Yeah. 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 Um, and and but, almost really plain looking and just you know. I even, know. And, I know a lot of uh, like their art style is based off kind of like the Ralph McCurry original like concept art for for Star Wars way back when. So I know, I think that why some of it might be a little bit squared off like that too. But I don't know. 
I, I, I've just I've seen them talk about it before, and like Dave Filoni say that like that's kind of what he goes for. Yeah. So it's just I know it's an artistic decision, and 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 I and I respect that. And it's just said it's just a nitpick, and we really didn't mean to go there. But still, looks it looks cool, and the the backgrounds and 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 all the settings and everything they look fantastic. Mm. I'm excited. Of, of things. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for this too. What I really liked about about these seven minutes, um, and what kind of sets it apart from Clone Wars, is it feels very Star Wars. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it feels very Star Wars. Like I'm watching it, I was like, I could see this being in like in in one of the original movies because because the chase uh, through the street was very similar to the chase in Return of the Jedi with the speeder bikes. Definitely. So I really I really enjoyed that. So. I'm 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 more excited for, for for Rebels than I was before, and I was pretty excited before. So, bring it on! And it'll be a nice little thing to hold us over until December of next year when Episode Seven comes out. Yes. yes. Speaking of, did you, did you guys see the the picture of, of Mark Hamill? Yes. Today? Yes. It did. Oh, his his sweet so Jedi beard. Yeah. His beard's <laughs> looking. His beard's looking awesome. Yeah, I posted that on on the the movie viral Instagram page too. Since I do social media stuff for them, but yeah, I, I liked that. I thought it was awesome. I don't. He had like a little stuffed animal or something on his shoulder. I don't know if, if that's if that's just like his thing or if that maybe is a clue of something in the movie. But the, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll nitpick every picture to think it's some got some kind of connection to something in the movie. Uh, but if you had to name two things really quick of what you w- want to see in Rebels that they haven't announced yet. Or shown yet? Uh, what would you like it to be, Tim, and then Stanford? More Vader. That's what I want to see. More Vader. More I, I Vader. I, yeah, I, I hope we get to see like Darth, like Darth Vader show up a, a little bit, and you know yeah. they have this uh, what the Inquisitor character. Yeah, Jason and, Isaacs. Doing them. Yeah, and I I, I think that character should be great, but I do want to see some Darth Vader and and throw some Emperor. I just want to see you know familiar characters because. Where we're getting into that territory where we can have more of these familiar characters. Yeah. I mean, in Clone Wars, when Chewie showed up, it. Sorry, put my McNasty hat on. It felt kind of forced. Well, like when they would do that, but I think here it wouldn't feel as forced because we're getting closer to that territory. You know, Obi Wan right. showing up. You know that makes sense. You know because you know he he's in exile, so that makes sense. So I just want to see more familiar characters and more of this universe. Yeah, more, uh, more, more. And I, I kind of wish the the Force Unleashed games were still canon too, because yeah. I I liked that backstory for the Rebel Alliance, and I really liked the Secret Apprentice, and I was kind of hoping that he would show up in Rebels, because yeah, I, like, so I. I like Sam Witwer uh, as an actor, so I thought that'd be cool if he could. And he's got that, a history. Yeah, he's already got a history films, with yeah. Dave Filoni, like doing the voice of Darth Maul and the. The, the sun uh, on the, the one, like, dark side planet. The Mortis Trilogy, yeah. Yeah, and he's even done the voice of the, the Emperor in, in a few of the video games, too. So Have you heard have you heard the story about why he did that? Yeah, he actually told the story last year when he was at Phoenix Comic, and I, I put it in one of the episodes of this, because like, I recorded it, but yeah, I thought it was, he's, he just wanted to do it. Yeah, because if you're not going to get Ian McDermott to do it, I'll just do it. He's like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll just do it. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> And he's like, all right, then do it. And then he, he did the voice, and he's like... And he did. And he's like, cool, I got the job. 
Yeah. So. And and his uh and you know go, going on a Sam Witwer tangent, his uh commentaries with the uh, guys at Rebel Force Radio is really informative. You could tell this guy knows Star Wars. Yeah. So I hope that if they don't use him in Rebels, I hope they use him in like a future film or something. Yeah. If anything, they could have him do the voice of the Emperor in Rebels. Yeah. Better than it would be better than Tim Curry. That's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, Ben. I mean, yeah, Ben. Uh, Stanford. What do you want to? What are the two things you want to see in well, Rebels? Well, uh, Ahsoka, yes. as, as, as oh, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I like what you're saying, Tim, about the familiar characters. I think, uh, specifically, I think it'd be fun to see Baby Luke and Baby Leia. Yeah. You know, yeah. Although, I, I've actually heard this timeline-wise, closer, way closer to four than it is to three. Okay. Uh, so, so maybe, anyway. maybe teenage Luke and Leia. Yeah, yeah, that would be... Uh, That'd be more appropriate. I guess I should just say young or, yeah. you know, child right. or whatever. Or even a younger uh, Han Solo even. That would oh, be yeah, cool. I think any any familiar characters would be would be welcome and, and could be a, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, I know that would be cool too, but I think at the same time they have to be careful with that too. It's not yeah, to sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Because especially with Han, because it seemed like his whole – thing was like he didn't want to be a part of like that rebel thing at the beginning of like a new hope so if they had him kind of do stuff like that right yeah, yeah. So, you definitely got to be careful with the with yeah. the continuity and stuff because uh, there are people who yeah. would just who thrive on that kind of stuff so yeah and, and I, i'm you know that they Floney would have to get multiple like approval for using like any of like those key characters in, in the show anyway too so uh yeah but I, i'm looking forward to that and Going along with Disney news, uh, Frozen is getting a sing-along edition DVD. <laughs> uh, Mark, which, what do you think? It, what do you think? It could have easily been a bonus feature on the Blu-ray that came out. Yes. I mean, besides the fact that the sing-along came out in theaters after the Blu-ray came out, it still could have been something that was easily a bonus feature on the Blu-ray. Or they could have done a 3D Blu-ray release this fall with that as an extra bonus feature and the other thing Charge we're talking more about money for it yeah with the exactly. with the frozen special that's going to be on tv they could have that frozen special be on the blu-ray as well and there could also be an audio commentary on the blu-ray and yeah so i think it's more of a cash grab than anything yeah yeah i'm not going to mince words about this i think this single on dvd is ma- screams cash grab um because yeah it definitely could have been because you could because i mean because there's not that many songs in the movie. I mean, there's plenty, but um, but you know, you could easily have these, uh, you know, all these songs be special features on the Blu-ray or on a 3D Blu-ray. Yeah, you know, which is you know such a missed opportunity. I know. I wanted to, I wanted to see the movie in 3D so bad, and I missed it. And I want to see Get a Horse in 3D because I've heard that's like half the fun of that short is seeing it yeah. in 3D, with with you know what goes on in in that short. So. Uh, the only way right now that you can watch it in 3D is if you have Voodoo, you can buy it or rent it on that in 3D and watch it that way if you have a 3D oh. TV at home. But I don't really, I don't really want to rent rent it for five bucks if I already own it on yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah. Just to watch it in 3D, I don't know. But anyway, so that's coming out. Uh, uh, actually, Sandra, did you have anything you wanted to say about it? I know, I know it's probably in the same line as the cheap calls and stuff like that. Yeah, it's I. 
it's kind of, I, it seems weird. Kind of a can. Yeah, it's, grab, it's, it's definitely just, for the kids. It's definitely yeah, for the kids. Yeah, and again, I guess some people who really, who super fans who, who, who love that, having, you know, be able to follow the Bouncing Snowflake, say, you know, sure, but I, I, I'm disappointed that they just didn't come out with a more deluxe edition and maybe they're going to come out with one of those later that includes everything and then it'll be another cash grab but anyway so this comes out november 18th on dvd and digital hd there is is a new bonus feature called breaking the ice which uh, we don't know what that is yeah so six whole minutes mark six whole minutes yeah. uh but uh here's some advice for adults uh, adults uh parents uh, uh possibly thinking about getting this for the kids uh, the first Blu-ray has subtitles on it, so if you want to do sing-along, just turn the subtitles on during the songs, and there's your sing-along words. Sure, there's not a bouncing... It's not a bouncing snowflake. Snowflake, but you, it still has the words for the song. Yeah. And that way you have to spend you know another what? 20 bucks. Your kids probably already know the, the words anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Especially, <laughs> definitely, at this, especially at this point, too. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, going with that, the next thing is that on September 2nd, they're going to be airing a TV special called The Story of Frozen, making a Disney animated classic, command from 8 to 9 Eastern Time, uh, on ABC, and it's going to have behind the scenes into the making of the film, uh, properly this time, not the, the musical version that was on the Blu-ray that ultimately they didn't actually show us how they made the movie, though, though that was funny, it would have been nice to actually have a making of on there too. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then probably some up preview of the upcoming Frozen storyline on Once Upon a Time, which again, which is which is probably the main reason they're doing this. See, that's Possibly. my thought too. Is that's yeah, I think that ABC is just wanting it to be a really nice segue for them. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, it's going to have a sneak peek at Big Hero Six. Which this is that's that's probably two birds one stone kind of thing, uh, and then uh, so yeah we're gonna stuff that Stanford wrote that he wanted for a wish list for it was to get the proper <laughs> behind the scenes. Uh, well, now it's the new frozen boat ride like you talked about and his, his viewpoint back in February. Uh, I want a boat ride. If they're gonna you... if they're gonna put a ride in at Disneyland, do it right. Well, rumor has it they're closing the uh, the Maelstrom. Yeah, yeah at, at Epcot. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember when I saw that, I was like, Stanford, hey, there you go. There's your, there's your boat ride. Yeah. So if they, if they do a ride, because I don't have any any attachment to that Maelstrom ride, I think it's a little controversial with some of the Disney Disney fans that they would put, uh, you know, Frozen in there. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then some development on the new Frozen Broadway musical. Uh, not announcing a sequel to the film. I hope they don't announce the sequel. Don't well, announce the sequel. They don't I hope need they don't to make announce the sequel. They already have... But it's they're the Penguin books that they're doing. Yeah, it's like the the children's book series. So that'll that that's fine for them to do that because. And, and isn't the Once Upon a Time stuff basically a Frozen sequel anyway? Yeah, it's kind of like really expensive fan fiction is what Adam Horowitz and Eddie could have said. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> uh, yeah, a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Go ahead. I hope they don't announce a sequel because I want a Wreck It Ralph sequel before I want a Frozen sequel. And that lends itself more to having a sequel than. than yeah. Yeah, Frozen. I mean, sure, these are characters that people love, and but you know, I, I, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then hopefully new footage from Big Hero Six, and not just uh, replaying the trailers they've already 
played. I th- I think it, it will be new footage because because when is this when is this coming out September? September second. Yep. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be closer to the movie, so we'll probably see more stuff. Maybe a new trailer. Who knows? Definitely. Uh, and then the next thing is a new Netflix original series called BoJack Horseman. Uh, it looks looks kind of like in the same line as like Adult Swim kind of animation. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it looks like Adult Swim, and I think yeah. it is made. For grown-ups too, yeah. you know, I think it's they're going for. The, the uh, voice talent's pretty awesome. Will Arnett, Amy Sedaris, Allison Brie, and Aaron Paul, and the, the character wow. Aaron Paul does the voice for it. it. Doesn't if I didn't know that was Aaron Paul, I would not know that's Aaron Paul. And it's not really even like that much of a voice change. It just doesn't sound like you know that you know Jesse like the, yeah. Like he's a, but the character looks like Jesse Pinkman kind of. <laughs> if you if you look at the trailer. It's a guy with like stubble on his face. He's wearing a beanie, a hoodie, and like track pants. So I mean, <laughs> so I mean, it could easily be. But yeah, it's it's a world. Jesse Pink horse. Yeah, it, <laughs> the synopsis for the the show is: Meet the most beloved sitcom horse of the '90s. Twenty years later, set in L.A., where humans and anthropomorphic animal people coexist, BoJack Horseman is about one man, well, horseman, who peaked too early and must figure out what to do next. So yeah, it looks pretty funny. I'll I'll, I'll check it out definitely when it shows yeah, it, up on the twenty second. It, it, it could be funny, definitely. Yeah. I tend and to like. Put, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say I tend to like the weirder cartoons, anyways. But yeah, go ahead with what you're gonna say. Oh no, excuse me, Mark. I think uh, if I, they're going to be putting all, I guess, of quote unquote season one out on yeah. there just so you can everybody binge can watch. binge watch. Yeah, sure. And I'm glad Netflix is doing more uh, original animated series, too, outside of just the DreamWorks animated stuff and the anime that they just got on there as well. So it, it's cool with all the, the original series that they're they're adding on there recently and lately. So um, I'm pretty glad they're doing that. Uh, the next thing, going with hand-drawn animation still, is Leica is interested in pursuing a hand-drawn animated feature, and that would be pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah, because we need a hand-drawn animated feature. Yeah. I mean, they already do really awesome stop-motion films. And so, I mean, I can only imagine what a hand-drawn film from them would look like. I mean, I, I, they'd have to open up, like, like whole other set of offices to, to do that. Cause I'm, well, I know that they have, like, a smaller, toot, like, hand-drawn animation uh, section for some of the animation in the in their films that they, they put over the hand over the stop motion, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. How about you, Sanford? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things that uh, the uh, just the thought of it, I think, got the whole fan community really crazy, you know, crazy excited. <laughs> and who can blame us, right? Because like it is such interesting, detailed work, and just 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 the even. You know, concept that they might be. This might be something that they would decide to pursue. Really, could be uh, exciting. So, Definitely. so we'll we'll see what happens. It's just one of those things. It, it could have just been a passing comment, you know, and that we all then take it on as 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 uh, grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, I guess just one of those. We'll wait and see. Like, you don't know if it would actually happen. Definitely. But wouldn't it be cool if it did? Yeah. Or it could be some kind of thing like uh, the movie Monkey Bone, you know, or yes, or or I don't, I don't know, um, like other films like where it starts, 
or like enchanted like where maybe like it starts in stop motion and like something happens where it turns into the hand-drawn animation or something mm-hmm. like that but yeah so continuing with hand-drawn animation do you want to take the the next thing stanford oh for sure so at, at san diego comic-con the uh the uh Big Hero Six team did a did a presentation, and I think they were focusing more on on character design. So both Don Hall and Chris Williams were there, the co-directors of the film, and producer Ray Connolly. I think that Lorelei Beauvais, if I'm pronouncing her right or her name correctly, who's a visual development artist there, uh, uh, presented some stuff and and. I'm sure one of the questions was, you know, is 2D animation really dead at Disney? And these guys said, no, it's not. And that if it's just a matter of deciding if Disney or if the right director and the right story present itself, that they'll continue, that they would could possibly pursue a 2D animated film. And also there's still, everybody's still drawing. You know, they you know, drawing gets used in, in all... In, I mean, of course they're drawing. So th- th- that part of 2D, even though they might be using different tools, they might not be at a traditional animator's desk. You know, they're using their their tablets or whatnot. Um, still, it's 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 cool to know that. Again, it's one of those. Wouldn't that be cool if Disney decided to do it? But I, my personal thought is that I, I think we're going to we're probably going to see more stuff out of Disney. It's more even like in the paperman vein, where they're really trying to push technology, yeah. and yeah. and uh, using uh, almost like a hybrid of tools, where they're they're still drawing, and you still can see some of that wonderful line that you really can only get with a hand drawn uh, approach, but that also you you got the advantage of all that technology behind it. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, like like you said, they already. I mean, they did that like way back in in the late '90s, sort of already with like Tarzan, like when they started yeah. doing like, keep deep canvas stuff. Uh, <coughs> bless you. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> the, uh, Tantor just came through. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But John, when John Carr's left, I kind of was upset about that because I was hoping that he would do a, a film, maybe like in the along the same lines, uh, feature wise for them in that same way as Paper Man. But I, I've heard rumors that that's kind of how, uh, what is it, uh, Moana? Moana. It's going to be done with uh, John Musker and Ron Clements. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna do some kind of funky hybrid style in that film, I think, that's probably going to just blow everybody away. That's my thought. How about you, Tim? Uh, yeah, I mean, if if we can get if we can get the the, the right story, because I, I really would love a, a 2D animated film. I really am craving one. Cause you know, cause, cause I, I like to pop open those old those old Disney movies, and it just makes me long for the past where you know where two D animated films were the rule, not the exception. But I, I definitely think that you know pushing the envelope as far as you know you know technology goes, you know, in a Paper Man or 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 a Frozen or or what have you, because you know, like Stanford said, they. Even though even though they're using a different medium, they're using the three D animated film. They're still drawing because because characters got to come from somewhere. I mean, even look at Olaf and Frozen, or Elsa. You know, they they definitely have you know a foundation in two D animation. You can tell that from the way they're designed. Definitely. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to see you know, if we can get because I don't want them to do it just to do it, but I I want them to do it because they they feel that's the the medium that they can tell that. 
and and kind of sticking with hand-drawn animation, there there was kind of a story last week that Studio Ghibli might be closing, uh, and Studio Heads kind of uh, basically confirmed like that it's it's not actually closing and they're just taking a break, which is like a normal part of their creative and business process. With uh, so but there's no legitimacy to the speculation about them closing up shop with Hayao Miyazaki leaving or retiring rather and and then there's now speculation that he might actually not be retiring again uh so <laughs> uh yeah so, so i mean i'm i would love for studio ghibli to, to stick around they have two films that are set for release uh there's tale of princess kaguya uh later this year and then when marnie was there uh it doesn't have a release date here in the u.s yet but it opened up on july 19th in, in japan so, which and that was actually directed by uh hiramasa Yonabashi, who did the secret world of Ariadne back in 2010 and that was a great film so looking forward to both of, the, of those and uh, i can only hope that i uh, will be around for a while because i've only like recently gone back and made sure i've watched a, a ton of their films and uh, i would hate to see their their form of 2D anim- animation go away anytime soon. How their films you? really are beautiful, aren't they? Yeah. Especially The Wind Rises this year. That was fantastic. Oh, that was fantastic. I love that. Did you see that, Tim? I, I, I have not seen any of the Studio Ghibli films. They're on my list, but I, I definitely want to check them out. So. You know, um, the uh, as, you, as you were saying, Mark, the, uh, the, the news, I think, really was exa- exaggerated. Frankly, Again, I could be misinterpreting it, but I, I, I honestly just thought it was almost just like there was a language barrier going on in the way that yeah. the way that the <laughs> the information was translated or interpreted was 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 missing the point. It was just like almost like yeah, they're on hiatus in a way, but it's not like the studio is 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 uh, closing down. Right. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, clearly they're in a transition period, too. Yeah. So especially uh, if Miyazaki is actually leaving or if he's coming right back or, right or if he doesn't know exactly what he's doing again but but uh you know the films are so so beloved in in japan too i just i'd just be so surprised if if they completely shut it down yeah and they have know? that tv series that they're developing too and miyazaki's son you know he's yeah. he's been he's direct he directed the wind rises no, no, no. Miyazaki did. He yeah. he directed um, uh, the one just before the Wind Rises. Yeah, from up was, on Poppy Hill. From up on Poppy Hill. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Which also was out. Came yeah, out that was year. that was another fantastic one too. That yeah. one wasn't released by Disney, but uh, by G Kids. G G Kids. Yeah. Which, whenever I look at my shelf, I can tell because it's not in the same packaging as a Disney one with the. You know, All the right. Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> and it bothers my OCD so much. But, but uh, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, so, interesting stuff. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, when we talked about Toy Story of Terror earlier, the the next one they're coming have coming out start, airs on December second. It's going to be a holiday special called Toy yes. Story that time Yay. forgot. I'm and, so excited for this. Yeah, this it, is it, so fun. It looks awesome. The poster that Mike Magnolia did for for Comic Con. Holy cow! The lucky oh, people that went to the panel that got it. You lucky. I know. I haven't checked on eBay for any prices on that. Have you? 
No, because it it'll, it'll hurt my heart if I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like ignorance is bliss on that one. Yeah. Just want to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm really excited for this. Um, you know, speaking for myself, I think it speak for everyone here to say that we're all excited for this. Because oh, yeah. um, I I really enjoyed Toy Story of Terror, kind of how it focused on uh, Jesse and Prickle Pants, and it seems this one's going to be focusing on Rex and Trixie, um, which which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I really can't wait for it. I love these uh, these Toy Story tunes and Toy Story TV specials where, you know, you get a chance to focus on some of the smaller characters because normally the films focus on Woody and Buzz. And so we get to focus on these smaller characters that we didn't get to in, in, a, in a full-length film. And I think it's great. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm sure our friend Austin Madison will, will, is super excited if he's not working on this I'm sure he's excited to be close by to, to see like the development of this because uh, I know he's the story he's in story right now on the good dinosaur so and he loves dinosaurs so I can only imagine like he's super happy about uh, this Christmas special that they're doing but basically so the synopsis of this is Trixie is the main character in the special uh, takes place at home of one of Bonnie's friends during a post Christmas play date. Uh, the gang encounters a group of armored battlesaurus, dinosaurs straight from the 1980s, kind of like Dino Riders, uh, led by Reptilius Maximus, which is voiced by Braves Kevin McKidd. Uh, he's also in the amazing show Journeyman, that more people should have watched because it got canceled. Uh, oh, it was such a good show! Such yeah, a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the segue or uh, tangent, rather. Uh, the Dino Warriors have not figured out yet that they are toys, uh, kind of like, you know, Buzz in the first movie, uh, which causes some serious and seriously funny problems for our heroes. So it, it looks like that's going to be awesome. And some of, like, the really images of, like, the armor that, like, Buzz and Trixie and Rex and Woody are all wearing in it look pretty funny. And some of the, the other characters that are going to be in that look awesome as well, so... Did they screen the whole thing at Comic-Con, or did they only show part of it? Do you recall? What the, what? I said that I think they aired they 10 minutes, a, which is pretty much half yeah. of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they only showed part of it okay. at Comic-Con. I almost think that would be worse to see 10 minutes of it, because it's only 20 minutes to begin with. Yeah. And you got to wait like set, like five months to see the rest see of it. See the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> and then since you already saw that first 10 minutes, you're kind of like not paying attention that much. I guess, I don't know. I guess there's a... There's like a double-edged sword of seeing 10 minutes of it early like that. But I'm looking forward to that with how much Toy Story, Toy Story of Terror was awesome. That'll probably be great as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, and then the next one, uh, either of you guys watch Legend of Korra? No. I don't. I do not. I, don't, uh, uh, I, mean, uh, yeah. I still haven't watched Avatar The Last Airbender. Nor have I, because that's also my shameless. But... Uh, yeah, the final episodes of season three of Legend of Korra are going to play exclusively online after Nickelodeon's already kind of messed up like the marketing for when the first episode was going to air of season three. And then they aired, what, four episodes or yeah, something? Yeah, like back-to-back like back together and like didn't That's tell people terrible. what night it was. They're doing kind of the same thing that Fox did to Futurama. Yeah. Firefly. Just really, yeah. We're just going to change what nights is. I'm not telling anybody. Uh, and uh, then... I just, I, the story kind of confused me. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but, you know, they just, Nickelodeon did that weird stuff with the scheduling, and then they said, we're just going to put it online. 
then the directors took to their blog and said, you know, the show's not canceled, which I guess it means which you still can see these episodes. You just have to see them online. Yeah. Why are you but, showing them online if the show's not canceled? Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> I guess it depends on what your definition of canceled is. It seems like if it's not showing on your network, it's canceled, maybe, but at least you can maybe, watch maybe, it Maybe the else. cancellation is hinging on these online episodes. Yeah. I or, or it could be like an online series, like the other Nickelodeon online series that they just started. Uh, maybe they'll consider it like that. I don't know. You know, ultimately, I just feel sorry for anybody who's a fan of the show because, yeah, uh, clearly they're not gonna. It's not gonna continue, and and uh, it's it's uh, it's too bad. If again, I, if, you, I, if you're I, a fan, I, I, have, would, I would think it wouldn't. I mean, why, I mean, like we were saying before, why air your episodes online if you're not getting canceled? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, hopefully it doesn't, or or if Nickelodeon does want, because it's not the show's fault that people aren't watching it is because Nickelodeon making it impossible. Yeah. Same, same thing with Futurama and they, there's obviously a fan base for it that wants to watch it. If they know what day and what time it's on, I'm sure by them putting online, they'll get the numbers of people coming to the site to watch it because it's got a big enough fan base to check it out. I mean, I, I still need to watch Avatar last year better and then watch this, but from the few episodes I've seen of both of, of these shows, they're really well written and some of like the best stuff Nickelodeon puts out. So I'm hoping that it can find its audience again online and hopefully, if not, get a season. Because Last Airbender only had four seasons, too. Three. Or three? Yeah, but, okay. but it, was, it was only planned to have three seasons, okay. so it was fine. Yeah, so I'm not sure if this one has a planned amount of seasons like that yeah too. i can't so. remember because they've got that whole book thing you know that they yeah. use for their series for their season yeah because these are really well plotted out like and you know yeah so i mean it, maybe season three was supposed to be the last one and like nickelodeon just kind of like messed it up for it to actually be like a nice way for it to go out <laughs> but uh still sucks either way yeah but so hopefully that gets figured out and all the fans of the show can watch watch the show uh, but going from there, uh, and more news from Comic-Con a few weeks ago was, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was there for the DreamWorks animation panel where they talked about the Penguins of Madagascar film, which we'll be talking about the trailer for that in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but what, what did you, what do you guys think about the, the news that came out of that panel? I thought it looked pretty cool. And then they, they showed the Hauntlet from, uh, Bureau of Otherworld, the, Operations, also known as Boo, which which looks pretty cool. It was like a physical hauntlet too, so I thought that was cool that they actually like made a physical thing from the animated film for that. Or right, what do you guys what do you guys think? It, it, it seems cool, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch stealing the show. Of course he did. He's Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, but yeah. This movie like looks really cool, so I'm I'm really excited. I'll go further into it when we talk trailers, but yeah, I'm excited for it because I really like Madagascar. So yeah. at least they're not calling it Madagascar Four with it only right. being the tank penguins. Well, they're looking gonna make you cars too. Looking at you cars too. They're gonna make a Madagascar Four. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I thought it was that it was. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it worked out for DreamWorks, uh, but. 
nobody's really talking about their panel and their films, but people were talking about Benedict Cumberbatch, you know. Because well, he's Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, yeah. That's the first panel he's ever done at Comic-Con. Yeah, it's the first time enough. at Comic-Con, and so people just went crazy, and I I guess they weren't taking any questions about Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah. Or, or Star Trek. Or... Right. But still... Uh, uh, they DreamWorks made an excellent choice in casting him, and that, and he was a good sport to go. So it sounded like it was a lot of fun. Definitely, uh, and they also uh, showed some stuff from from home, uh, and like I said, they showed the hotlet, but not any footage from the actual film. What? So, Penguins comes out November twenty sixth. Uh, home is March twenty seventh of next year, and then Boo is June fifth of next year. So, I'm looking forward to. Two out of the three of those, still kind of unsure about home. Uh, but, yeah, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Penguins movie, though, because it looks pretty funny. Uh, and then the last thing to kind of round out the the new section is Mondo, who does all, all the great posters from different artists, uh, are doing a toy line now. And one of the, the first things that they're doing is an Iron Giant, uh, which looks freaking awesome and i want it so bad <laughs> but uh with the the look of like how fast their their prints go oh well, like in two minutes or yeah. something or less yeah. and, and like the records with with the the same kind of art on that and i'm i'm assuming the toys are gonna go just as fast so. oh they're gonna faster yeah yeah they're, it's gonna be crazy what a brilliant idea they're gonna they're gonna make a fortune and and fans are going to be so happy. That Iron Giant really does yeah. look terrific. And like all the stuff that comes with it too. There's, uh, it's 16 inches tall by the way, so it's like a foot and a half, which is already awesome. Uh, it's highly articulated. It's got a six inch bolt prop from the movie too. Uh, also has uh, lights for his eyes that light up. Uh, a piece of scrap metal, a gun for his war transformation. Uh, the S insignia, you know, so he can be Superman, uh, as well as an accompanying Hovarth figure too. So yeah, that's pretty cool. isn't there a little Hovarth? Yeah, so you can have good. him like holding Hovarth. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And in addition to that, they're also <laughs> releasing two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. There's a little Mikey vinyl figure that's a reproduction of Mike Mitchell's uh, chibi style Michelangelo design. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah. And him really... holding the uh, the yeah the little the popsicle. Yeah, with the yeah. the gumball eyes. And, and then the first it's turtle, so cool. which was a early joke design from the creators of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, and which, which was pretty cool too. I saw that and I, I thought that was pretty interesting too. So if you're a big fan of turtles, the, the Ninja Turtles, both those toys would be a great addition to like your toys too. So, uh, and then the final item in, in the collection of the stuff they're going to be putting out is a one-six scale figure of Alfred Hitchcock, uh, which includes a director's chair, cigars, props, and interchangeable props and hands. <laughs> so that, that sounds pretty cool too. So. Yeah, it does, and and I I think this is such an interesting way to set up their toy line because yeah. it just shows all these different directions that they could go with these collectibles, and you know, yeah. sky's the limit. Clearly, especially if like, some of them are based off of like existing like prints that they've sold. In yeah. The too. So, I mean, like sky's the limit for like stuff they can sell. So, looking forward to those. I'm sure they'll all be really expensive too. <laughs> But, and as we said, they'll be gone in two, in you know, ninety seconds or less. You just yeah, you have to be like extremely. The internet gods have to be with you in order. Yeah, you usually have to be watching their Twitter feed and then like already have their website open, 
like you know continuously refreshing yeah and then even if you get through the checkout there's not even a guarantee that you're still going to get it until you've actually got your confirmation yep. like you actually bought this you didn't actually get all the way through that and then no right, nope, you didn't buy it you should have it in your basket and then yeah. and then not have to yeah i think that would be worse than completely missing oh i'm selling it. like if you're like oh yeah i'm gonna get it. i'm gonna get devastating it. Oh, yeah but, yeah so first but, world problems yeah. is what it is but yeah especially yeah. if you have the, the money to afford to be able to get like all the prints and the, the toys that they'll have coming out that you can afford for that to be a problem i'm not kidding yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah so that's all our, our news for the week uh we'll be back in a few seconds with our few new trailers But you say he just a friend And you say he just a friend Oh baby And we're back with our new trailers for the week. The first one is the second trailer from Fox and Real FX's The Book of Life. Uh, I'll start with Tim. What did you think of this trailer? Did you watch the first one that they released? I watched the second one. Um, right. Yeah, it, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I really think it's an interesting animation style. Um, Guillermo del Toro produced this and because the director that's been trying to get this done has been, it's like a passion project of his like for 14 years it's crazy um, but yeah it looks really good I mean I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely give it a look so yeah it looks great how about you Stanford you know I, I think visually it looks really interesting I, I, you know when I had first read about this project last year I thought the, you know the day of the dead is is would could really make an interesting animated film, and clearly, I think animators are thinking that too. You know, Lee Unkrich just got one under development at Pixar. Yeah, and yeah. everybody remembers the Halloween tree. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, I thought I actually I liked the first trailer better than the second trailer. I think for the most part, but it was interesting. The second trailer, I thought it was fun to see more of probably just more of the film. Yeah. saw these these different worlds that they created and, and it's just so visually arresting but then i thought the jokes that they showed in in the second trailer were just lame and looked like it was <laughs> yeah. that it was going to be you know uh just yeah that that, that could potentially be a uh, be a problem so mixed mixed feelings about it but but visuals look great yeah same here like the first trailer is like a lot darker uh-huh. And you're like, oh, cool. This feels like a whole lot different than Freebirds. And then... The, the, <laughs> and then, the and second, they were resist felt like Freebirds. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the second trailer is like, oh, this feels a lot like Freebirds. Freebirds! <laughs> but, yeah. uh, well, like you said, the visuals still look, look really awesome. And I'm, maybe it's just like that first trailer was supposed to like just encapsulate all the dark stuff about the movie. And this one was supposed to be all the funny stuff about the movie and then maybe like yeah. a third trailer will be like a good mix of both of them and maybe like all that stuff in this trailer that is like all the stuff that's in the movie that's like like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so i don't know hopefully i mean i like i like the the voice cast that they have too like with zoe zoe saldana channing tatum and uh george lopez seems to be doing a voice in there again too because he always randomly shows up uh <laughs> uh yeah 
like like you said again i i think i like the first trailer more but hopefully a third trailer will swing me back again to really looking forward to it uh and then penguins of madagascar released the second trailer which shows more of the the story for the film what did you guys think about that uh stanford event tim oh i think it looks funny you know i it looks like they just got a great sense of humor i think the uh um, Agent Classified, as we're talking about, looks like Ben, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to steal the show. <laughs> That's uh, what it seems. Yeah. The uh, so yeah, I, I think I think it looks like it could be a really fun comedy. For yeah, sure. it, it looks really fun. Like when he went, uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch character is trying to say the his little credo thing, and the the freaking penguin keeps eating the Cheeto, and his face gets messier and messier. It's like how many Cheetos is this guy eating? <laughs> have, you, have you watched the first trailer, Tim? I have not seen the first. Trailer. If you watch if you the first one, they they prolong that joke out a little bit longer in that one. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, would, I don't know if it was just me or if like the voice sounded different for Classified. In, in the first trailer, it sounds less like Benedict Cumberbatch, and then in the second trailer, that's definitely Benedict Cumberbatch. So I don't I know. Can definitely tell, yeah. So I don't know if it's just me that hears that. Interesting. I'll have to check if, it yeah, out. Yeah, if you, Mark, both you guys yeah. go back and yeah. watch both of them, because it's the same scene, but it sounds I don't know. It sounded different. It sounds to me. different. Yeah, but I, I liked this one. You see the penguins as, as babies when they first met, too. Yeah, so, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, and you, I think it's going to be, there might like be kind of like a Lion King one and a half thing going on, too, where we see like what the penguins are doing sometimes, like when we don't see them, like, you know, in, in the Madagascar films, mm-hmm. like, you know, going on their missions and whatnot. So, like, the storyline of this film might, you know, be happening along the entire time, you know, like one through three is going on, maybe. I don't know. But right. did anyone Nicole. else get a Cars two kind of vibe from this from this movie? Uh maybe like like with like the um, you know like the, the secret, secret agent thing. Yeah, secret agent kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I, I, but they're already wearing tuxedos, so I mean it kinda of lends it to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> true. given that they're going for a give going for a spy movie, I, I can see I can see where you're coming from, Tim. And those characters yeah. are already kinda of like that anyways like they've been like that all the time like where they're always you know like they're always doing like their own kind of mission things where they're like you know they're called private and uh, uh that's true that, that's true yeah, i hadn't so. considered that yeah so yeah, yeah I, i'm looking forward to it. it looks pretty funny uh yeah, it does and i'm glad it, it got switched with home so that we're getting this first yeah. <laughs> but, uh and then the next one is a sequel of sorts to the spongebob squarepants movie that came out like what, ten years ago or so? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, ago. it's been a while. That's another one that needs to get a Blu-ray release. Uh, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, uh, where it starts off in two D hand-drawn animation, which is good, and then it uh, when they come out of the water, they become CG animated, which kind of go, goes against like some of the stuff they've done before on like the show and then, and then like the first movie, where they stayed hand-drawn animation animated when they came out of the water but what did you guys think about the trailer stanford and then tim i thought it looked awful um <laughs> I, I was, absolutely terrible you know i i don't get me wrong i i think spongebob is a funny show and yeah. and uh I, I i love the stylized 2d animation that they use for those characters you know uh, bikini bottom and everything i love it but 
man, when they go all Smurfs, you know, and come out and they're 3D. And then, and then they, whatever happens and who knows if it's just one joke or if it's going to be a big part of the plot that they go all superhero and really, really alter. It looks, I, I just thought it looked absolutely dreadful. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what what bet Antonio Banderas lost. To... <laughs> I know. Like, who's he supposed to be, Blackbeard or something, or is he just a new, pi- a new random pirate? pirate? Yeah, random pirate. And I and I'm sorry to maybe, be so. Maybe he's the pirate at the beginning of the uh, of the credits, and it's tying everything together. Well, no, actually, that's um, Tom. No, was that Tom? Yeah, that's that's Tom County. That's that plays One of the, the pirate. creators, right? It's either I don't remember if it was Tom Kenny or if it's Steve Hillenberg that plays the pirate. But anyway, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, this thing looked awful. <laughs> like, uh, like, like when I started, I was like, oh yay, a new two D animated movie, and then it then it goes all Smurfs, like Stanford said. I'm like, oh boy, and then and then then they just go all Avengers in, in like the th- like the third act of the trailer. Uh, like, oh my gosh, this looks terrible. <laughs> And the, the 2D um, stuff looked really great in 3D because yeah, yeah, it looked great. They they showed that uh, that 3D trailer of that in front of Guardians, and the 2D stuff always look always looks cool in 3D mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, but I thought it looked interesting. And then I don't know. Maybe it just goes back to what we what we were saying before about 2D possibly being dead. You know, not just for Disney, but for everybody, because you know they had the chance to do a a fully two D animated movie again. You know, like they did yeah. in the first one. Which but was they, awesome. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, but um, fine. but but now they're they're not doing that because you know that's not that's not the cool thing to do anymore. Yeah, yeah. if it's not <laughs> feature films, don't get to be hand drawn animation. Yeah, it's, it's 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 just it's just sad. It's just sad. But yeah, so those are our, our trailers for the week, and we'll be back in a few seconds with our last section, our recommendations for the week. A new hope has returned, our spirits are lifting, go tell everybody everywhere, time to celebrate! Oh, 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 oh. please, I think you ought to know. Oh, 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 oh. If you've been waiting for a chance to party, And we're back with our recommendations for the week. Uh, my recommendation this week is uh, from from the TV show Drunk History. Uh, there was a, a good thing where like the narrator is recounting a an event from history, but the the whole thing there is that they're drunk while they're they're telling it. So the the story is mostly true, uh, except you know in an altered state. And, and it's always cool too because they when the person is narrating it, they have actors. Uh, lip syncing to that narration and acting out the thing. So it's funny, especially when like someone's like really drunk and they can't think of like what they're they're trying to say. The person like even goes along with that and the acting out of the scene. Uh, so th- this one is from the Hollywood episode that's going to be coming out soon, and uh, it's got um, Derek Miller as, as the narrator, uh, Michael Angario as Walt Disney, Tony Hale, who everybody will know as Buster from Arrested Development as Ob Iwerks and then Derek Waters as Charles Mintz. And I thought this was, was really great. It shows the base the birth of, of Mickey Mouse. And if you haven't watched it yet, it's, it's,
it's hilarious. It's really funny, and yeah, I guess this overall is pretty accurate. Uh, yeah, some some of it's heard, I guess tweaked some, a bit, but but uh, really, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun series and 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 a cool and an interesting way of telling this you know story. I liked it. Too. And and uh, uh, Tony Hale makes a pretty good uh, buy work too. Yes, he does. <laughs> As does uh, Michael and Gario. He makes pretty good you know, Walt Disney, too. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a chance to watch it, Tim? I did not. I'm going to have to check it out, yeah. though. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's only like three minutes long, and I, it's probably not even the entire thing from the show, because I'm sure they want to put the entire segment from the episode, so then you don't watch the episode. Right. But, yeah, the show's pretty funny. I've watched some of the first season, and they usually have pretty good... Uh, comedians like doing the bit parts on that. Like Bob Odenkirk did a few in the first season. He played uh, <laughs> um, Robert or Richard Nixon <laughs> in one that Jack Black was in playing Elvis. <laughs> so, yeah, this show is pretty funny. So if you haven't watched it, yet, definitely check it out. How about how about you, Stanford? What's your recommendation for the week? Well, my recommendation is because actually it's 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 a drawing. Uh, talking, you know, as we did earlier, um, you know sadly and respectfully about uh, Robin Williams, uh, animator Eric Goldberg, who he's the animator who was, who, he was the supervising animator of the yeah. genie character in Aladdin. He, he drew a really beautiful tribute to uh, Robin Williams, which, which Disney posts on multiple uh, social media, yeah. other social media outlets. So there's on, on the Disney Facebook page and on the Walt Disney Animation Studios Facebook page in particular, I saw it on those two. Um, just definitely way. go check it out. It's 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 beautiful. It's 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 basically just the genie and the stars, and and uh, so cool. And it's so it's it's really cool. And that's that's probably the one that got me the most as far as um, all these all these great and beautiful tributes that have been coming out of him. Mostly, you know, as I mentioned, because that that movie means a lot to me and, and i just thought that captured such an interesting you know with with the genie and, and the stars too so really beautiful i hope you go check it out definitely yeah yeah my recommendation for the week was the last animated thing that i watched was uh, uh was from a few weeks ago phineas and ferb star wars and I, I don't watch the show as regularly as i'd like but um the uh, phineas and ferb uh, but I do like to check out these cool specials that they do. Last year they did uh, Mission Marvel where they Spider-Man, Hulk, and uh, Thor, and Iron Man interacting with the Phineas and Ferb characters. And um, and here they had Phineas and Ferb as if they've always existed in the Star Wars universe. Um, it's really funny. So, so and there's one scene in it where Boba Fett is shopping. And uh, and he picks up a wanted poster for Han Solo. It says "Wanted Han Solo, call Jabba." Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's there's just lots of like lots of funny j- jokes like that. Um, and if you, if you know know Phineas and Ferb, you know that they have a unique way of of you know tying all these things together. And it's really really great. I would highly recommend it to anybody. I mean, it's just it's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, like a- I said. I don't get to watch it as much as I like, but you know, I, I like to catch these specials when they're on, and they they never disappoint with these specials. So. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, it's it's really well written with how uh, well it works with being just off to the left of what actually happens in a new yeah, home, and uh, like how it connects to that and whatnot. Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. The Siren Peg did the voice of C-3PO. Uh, as well as um, um, the uh, Candace's captain that had had her going to get <laughs> socks. black, black socks for Darth Vader. <laughs> I, I saw it too, guys, and I th- good good call, Tim. It's really funny. I, I I just I thought it was I thought it was a blast. Hilarious. It was so great. It's so it was so it's so fun. And 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 I was watching it when I was going through like um, something really personal in my personal life, and um, and it really it really helped me smile and and laugh. So. Good on you guys. I really like what the Phineas and Ferb crew really do with uh, their humor and their the stories that they tell. So, and this was this was uh, no exception here. Definitely. And if it thinks we come out on DVD in like February, which is a little bit longer than it took for Mission Marvel to come out. I know it's so sad. But, because that aired around the same time last year, and then it came out in October. So, but I don't know. They're probably holding it off so they can have more Star Wars in 2015. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, along with the uh, the Star Wars Disney Infinity line that everybody right. knows is coming. <laughs> that, that'll probably be Disney Infinity 3 that comes out like next, not this fall because they're doing Marvel for this one. Yeah. But like yeah. next fall because that'll, I mean, that'll be perfectly timed to be just before Episode 7 comes out next year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like we've said, if you guys have the, the Disney Channel watch app or watch uh, Disney XD app on your phone or on the Apple TV, you can watch the Star Wars special on there. Still, it's still up there on the Phineas and Ferb uh, episodes to watch. But yeah, so that those are recommendations for the week, guys. Uh, and also our show. So don't forget, you can individually follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Weber, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. And I'm at Stanford Clark. I am at mighty underscore Tim. And then you guys can also follow the podcast at Animated Podcast. Uh, feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our site at animationfascination.wordpress.com. You can find all the latest news articles that we talked about today. Stanford is usually uh, writing about 95% of those, uh, as well as uh, Jessica and and a few others and then you can like us on facebook just by searching for animation fascination we're about four away from 800 on there so a few more and we'll, we'll get there uh and then like we said check out our youtube channel too uh youtube.com slash animated podcast so for myself i'm mark Hubert, stanford clark and our guest host tim costello thank you guys for listening and make sure to tune in again next time later guys bye-bye yeah bye Hey you, let us through, it's a bright new star Oh come, be the first on your block to meet his eye Make way, here he comes, ring bells, bang the drums Are you gonna love this guy? Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababwa Genuflex, show some respect down on one knee Now try your best to stay calm Brush up your Sunday salon and come and meet his spectacular coterie. Prince Ali, mighty is he, Ali Ababwa. Strong as ten regular men, definitely. He faced the galloping hordes. 
hundred bad guys with swords. Who sent those goons to their lord? Why, Prince Ali. I could have sworn that you guys did an episode together with me. No. I'm pretty sure. Great. I, I would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have too. I don't think we have, so. That's what happens when I'm on every episode. I, <laughs> exactly. They just all blend together. Yep. Awesome. Sanford's like, that's cool. I don't want to read it anyway. I'm at round two. Here we go. Dang, round two. Uh, I'm going to hang up again, guys, and because Skype is being stupid. Alright, we're back. We're back. File number four. Animation Fascination, take four. <laughs> Marker. This is going to be amazing to edit. Oh, Mark. I'm <laughs> sorry in advance. Oh. I'm going to kill Skype. <laughs> where did it cut off for you guys where I was, where I was talking? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it cut off. I, I, like, you were talking and then you dropped. Do you know exactly like what I was saying? Oh, I'm trying to remember, Mark. It was... I was so into it, I don't even remember. I know! <laughs> me too, Jim. <laughs> Damn it. Uh... File six. Take six. Marker. <laughs> oh, man. I hate you so much, Skype. Well, I sent negative feedback, so... I did too. I, I, do I, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I, I, checked, you. I checked every do single box in that thing. Hopefully Skype will not quit out on us. I know, fingers crossed. So this would have not taken so long had Skype not been a tunnel. Yeah. Skype is naughty. Pain in the ass. Uh, <laughs> Shame on you, Skype. Shame I on know. you. <laughs> Badly done, Skype. Bad form, Skype. Bad form. <laughs> just, well, I just watched Hook today, so that's oh, it. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Which, speaking of that, there's a Hook reference in the beginning of Season 3 of... Once upon a time when Hook is fighting one of the Lost Boys, he's like, you don't want me to do what I did to Rufio, do you? Do you, do you? Oh, that's funny. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, that was pretty great. Great Scott. I just fainted. Every, every, every time I go to Redbox, they have that, that Puss in Boots movie with William Shatter. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the crap anime, crap animation? Yeah, yeah, because because that always happens. Like yeah. when they had when Frozen came out, they had that Snow Queen movie that came uh, out. Oh yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really, guys, really? There was that well. there was that brave one too. That was like the brave child, or yes, yeah. It was <laughs> Kiara the brave lion, or yeah, something. Yeah, Kiara the yeah Kiara the brave. Uh. So so not only is it a ripoff of Brave, it's a ripoff of the Lion King too. <laughs> 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 Look, everyone, I'm okay. <laughs> Way to ruin the moment, Porkins!